0: Welcome to episode three, Harbor City Local TV, hanging out with Jesse Hall, and welcome to the studio, Little Rob, uh, the owner of 518 Underground Skate Shop, Traditionals uh, Shaves and Brew, Shaves, Cuts, and Brew.
1: Shaves, Cuts, Brews.
0: <laughs> and also, most of you know him as the guitarist of the long-running uh, cold Side Hardcore Band, Uh, kind of the godfather of the scene around here. Um, So welcome to the show. Thank you. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? (laughs) And Jesse, welcome. Yeah, of course. Excellent. Um, So, Rob, uh, wanted to get you in here because there's there's a lot to talk about. You're a busy, busy man. Uh, First, how's retirement treating you? (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh it's good but it's actually not r- too much retirement to exactly be with
0: you. yeah no i'm with you uh you're coming up on your one-year anniversary of 518 pretty
1: soon huh? yep yep uh the end of may will be our one-year anniversary awesome and uh how's
0: business going
1: how's 518 uh working through the skate community everything's been going pretty solid we've been staying super busy um we didn't think it was going to blow up like this, but it's actually blown up very, very much, man. Yeah. So it's uh, it keeps me and Tony definitely super busy. Yeah,
2: yeah. so that, that's a combination effort. Correct. 518, a yes. little collab between, because it's, it's like situated right between Standard Collective and Traditionals. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so we, you just turned like a little corner of a of a little, you know, I mean, I remember that, that, that was a Standard Collective stage. Yeah, yeah, and we're right. taking over the block. We're trying. It's that's right. right.
1: <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with
0: you there. <laughs> Uh, now, speaking of Tony, the entry music you heard, that is the Easy Uzis. Uh, Tony's the front man of the Easy Uzis. Uh, they just played with uh, some some punk
1: legends, right? Yep, yep. Field Day originated in uh, Canada. Now they're based out of uh, California. And uh, 430 Steps from Orlando, Fortitude from Daytona. And Field Day and used to uh, be,
0: or some of those members?
1: They originally were from a band called Dag Nasty from the 80s.
0: Dagnasty. Yeah. They also played with Agent Orange not too long ago, so a couple of great shows for the Easy Uzis. Um, now, you brought up the uh, Standard Collective stage, which was a great stage at the music festival in 2019, um, and then COVID kind of changed some, some views of what's going to happen there. Was a skate shop always kind of something that you wanted to do, or did you see an opportunity?
1: Um, I mean, I've always wanted to do a skate shop since I was younger, um, but... In, in all actuality we were gonna that was gonna be a bar mm-hmm. so we were originally gonna do we were gonna do a full liquor speakeasy type bar between traditionals and standard collective
0: gotcha and i uh, now where did the when did the conversation change like how did that kind of come up to go you know what
1: never mind pause that we're gonna move into this um i mean tony and i were both been skating since the early 80s we've known each other since about 1989 and um we just the bar something happened the bar thing wasn't going to work out so we just sat down and said you know what let's just open a skateboard shop let's just go for it something we're both into and and there's really not a core shop in the community no you're right so
0: i think it was a great you know turn there um i know covid is a negative thing but it really i can i think cleared the the heads of a lot of people to focus on some of the things they love yeah. and right. you can not only is it something that was necessary like you said um, but you can tell it's a passion you know you guys put a lot of work a lot of focus into that um, so you should be proud of it right. um, now that's also created an opportunity for you guys to kind of find create some uh, some skateboarders in the area who are some of the better skaters that we should be looking for that are uh, from Brevard? Yeah, we have, um, we have some talent
1: here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely younger guys. Sorgente uh, and a few others. We have uh, Jack Coza. He skates for us. Mm-hmm. He's 13. He's, he's an up-and-coming ripper. He's been placing second and first in a lot of contests Jack against 29- and 30-year-olds. Wow. Um, Timmy Knuth. Knuth, yeah. Shout out to Timmy. Timmy's um, been ripping for a while here. He's a old school ripper yep. jake yanko's another in t- ripper in town um skates for resident in palm bay mm-hmm. um we have dan cochran the outlaw <laughs> uh cory coherd uh just to name a few uh yeah. danny wagenblast yeah uh,
0: very cool now you got more going on than just skateboards at 518 um you know you also have a pretty stellar record collection there some uh, decent vinyl. I've, yeah. I've perused the selection. It's quite nice. Now, you, you were just in an article in the Livewire magazine yep. based on your own, um, you know, your home collection. Right, right. So vinyl, another, you know, thing that you're focused on, kind of a love of yours. What does, what does most of your vinyl uh, consist of?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm more into the punk and hardcore mm-hmm aspect of that um i have a lot of jazz and i have a lot of old rock and roll but mm. mainly it's punk and hardcore is what i've been collecting since about 82 83. is that what correlates
0: over to 518 or do you have a lot of different eclectic selection at five eighteen?
1: we have a eclectic selection we do a lot of alternative we do new wave punk hardcore mm. we try to do a lot of the old school hip-hop which seems to be very popular again mm-hmm. yeah yeah um,
0: there's a lot that's popular again yeah, yeah. um and, you know, with that idea of what's popular again, you know, Rob brought up that he's been here for a really long time with Tony and the scene. And Jesse, if I have talked about, you know, I moved here in uh, 2002, pretty much just in time for everyone to tell me that I missed the scene, <laughs> that I that I missed what was, you know, Brevard punk and Brevard music scene. Um, but you lived it. You know, you were a part of it. Uh, you've been jamming with some of the same characters for a really long time and you know Tony Ogle Alan Merrick uh, hey Alan up in Michigan (laughs) Um, so what
1: were some of your early bands as far as Melbourne yeah so I came here in 88 Um, the main club we had here was 2225, which was in Melbourne Um, and every iconic punk band played there as far as social distortion doctor no circle jerks life sentence Cro-Mags Murphy's Law um, I, could, I could keep going on and on mm-hmm. with that, but we had pretty much every hard-hitting band play here within a two-and-a-half-year period at that one club. Yeah, 225? 2225, Progressive 25. Night Club. Nice, and that was in downtown Melbourne? That was in, yeah, right outside of downtown Melbourne. Right outside of yeah. downtown Melbourne. Now everyone keeps telling me about Fat Cats. Fat Cats was actually where Meg O'Malley's is right now. Yeah, And that was, I believe, the second bar in Melbourne and the first part that do shows in downtown Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, they had shows there such as Baby Gopal, Agent Orange, mm-hmm. um, my old band Crypt Daddies played there a bunch of times. Tons of local bands from the scene. Now, who who was your singer for Crypt Daddies? Uh, Paul Wren. Yeah, Paul Wren was the,
0: now this is going on a tangent, Paul mm-hmm. Wren was the original singer of my band back when they were called Zombie Jesus, Yep, <laughs> and completely different band. Uh, with some really great characters. Um I'm glad that I was able to move into that and transform into what we are now. But your wife also played with them a little bit, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was a second vocalist with in the band. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so she's kind of your teammate with the the whole skate idea, right? She does skate also. Yes.
1: Yes, she does. What yep. do, what what does she do? Um she's a actually she's a barber, you know, mm-hmm. at, at Traditionals. Mm-hmm. Um she's also the owner of Traditionals with me. Um, but as far as skating goes, um, she pretty much skates pretty hardcore. Bowls and parks and everything. No uh, inline or derby or anything like that. Pretty much sticks to the parks and the, the gnarly stuff. Yeah, you can
0: check her out on Instagram. She's always posting her videos and her uh, pics. Uh, she actually posted a pretty great pic yesterday with some red graffiti on the back of the, on the bowl. Yeah,
1: that was in a, a Sarasota park. We Sarasota parks. Oh, nice. yep, yeah.
0: Um, but she does um, roller skates you know which has become pretty popular again. Yes. Um uh, do you work on roller skates at uh, 518?
1: We have a small selection of stuff right now, but we're mm-hmm. actually g- going to get into that pretty big here within the next year. Oh fun. Um mm-hmm. there's still, there's there's so many girls in this town. I mean, we could I could name 50 plus right now right. that just grows up in the last couple of years. Um, so
2: it's it's definitely blown up so it's something we want to definitely get into. And, and roller skating is not just for for ladies. No, you're right. I mean, I know some good, like, dude, like roller skaters. You're
0: right. Yeah, and it, it's funny because I'm I, when they post, <clears throat> I you know they're just as into their gear and their accessories as the you know the other skaters are. Yeah. When it's coming to trucks or when it's coming to boards and mm-hmm. you know all that. Um, now, what is the uh, the female? What do they call themselves? Uh, chicks and balls. Yeah. So check chicks that out balls. on on Instagram CIB. Uh, I see that all the time. And there are some great skaters happening. I saw a couple of girls the other day doing cartwheels up the ramps and stuff. And nice. it was it was pretty crazy. Um, so 518, skate, roller skate, vinyl. Now, you also are working on, I think with Wayne, uh, your drummer, you guys are working on your own clothing line that they can come and check out
1: at? Uh... Yeah, we've had it for a few years now. Mm-hmm. It's called Near Death Streetwear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much just hats shirts, um, stuff like that right now, stickers, basic stuff. We've had it for about ten years. Yeah. But That's it's wow.
0: a, yeah. It's a good way to support. It's a good way to show local. It's a good way to be a part of, you know, that type of community. Um streetwear. Uh five eighteen uh traditionals, standard collective, you know, all those different uh, uh T shirts you can come and pick up, stickers. And uh, now moving into you know like we were talking about this is kind of a partnership with traditionals um, which is your bar correct and uh, so you have Becca up front cutting the hair
1: and then who's in the back Uh, one of our best friends uh, that we brought back here we actually kind of forced her to move back here from (laughs) Chicago Mm -hmm. when we were opening the business to work for us Uh, her name's Colleen she's one of the badass bartenders in town
0: yeah, she is great. She's um, also been featured in some magazines, and she's a roller skater. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, traditionals, it's a, it's a history lesson when you go to traditionals. Uh, Rob's mentioned some of the bands that have come to Melbourne in the past. Uh, if you're interested in really learning about the history of punk rock and not just talking, uh, go to traditionals, check out some of the names on the walls, look them up. Uh, You'll get a history lesson just by being at traditionals. Look around at some of the art that's on the wall. Some of those figures that are in the art uh, are old school punk rock characters. And also some of the art has been created by some of the old school punk rock and hardcore characters. Like I know you have some art from uh, Danny in there, right?
1: Yeah, Danny. uh, One of my good friends, Danny Diablo, Lord Ezak from uh, Scarhead, New York City. Yeah, uh, we have some stuff from Casey Dakotas, uh, Steve Caballero. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, so it's it's a history lesson. Mike when Gallo. You- <laughs> I, I like seeing the retired skateboards on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's nostalgia. The ones in
1: the the ones in the bar actually are skaters that come to the bar and hang out. That's boards they actually skated nice so we put those in there so they can come in and it's a little conversation piece pretty much yeah Yeah,
0: definitely and you've just started to do some live music at traditionals right
1: yes we uh we remodeled the back area and we can have just single musicians playing back there and it's we've we've done two shows it's worked out really well so far
0: nice and you got wolfie coming in this weekend
1: yeah wolfie's doing a farewell show he's going out of town for about a year so uh we're gonna make him some extra money get out of there and he's going to do his one last show in melbourne
0: yeah Yeah, i heard he's going to live in his van for a year yes
1: (laughs) which um that's pretty great yeah some jack kerouac
0: stuff going on (laughs) that's right nice dharma bums right (laughs) (laughs) very cool um well as all businesses grow uh you know do you see anything that you're looking forward towards the future for 518 or traditionals you know you guys are growing and you've adding the music you're doing so much so Um, Is there
1: anything else that you're thinking about? Well, we could do this. As far as furthering the businesses, I mean, I I definitely, the skate shop's definitely blown up to the point where we're probably going to have to expand that. Mm -hmm. Traditionals, we're definitely looking to do our liquor license, hopefully on that. Awesome. Other businesses, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always wanting to get my hands in something. I'm with you there. I have a couple of things going on. Nice.
0: Yeah, and, you know, EGAD's growing so much. um, You know, it's, there's a lot of new names in the area, but they're, they're connecting with the locals. And, you know, it's part of our cause is to hold them honest to what we're doing here. And, you know, so far they seem interested in it. Uh, for instance, you know, with the guy that's uh, one of the guys that's buying up a lot of the property is letting Derek Goers put a uh, an art mini golf thing in the Fusner down there. Uh, and we're Dreamland. Uh, yeah, Dreamland. <laughs> that's gonna be yeah. fun, dude. Yeah, that's it's gonna be fun. Open
1: for three months, I believe. So. Three months. Yeah, yeah.
0: A soft opening is today, uh, and, and Harbor City locals actually helping out with the music. We put some uh, speakers and are lining up some of the bands that are playing more like acoustic and DJ stuff. Cool. Uh, and uh, Chuck Kelly, you know Chuck. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a good friend of mine. Yeah, he's yeah. doing DJ Saturday. Um, we used to do our goth nights at exactly. our traditionals. Yeah. Ghoul's night. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Need that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Um well cool. So uh, five eighteen, traditionals. Now as you're we're coming to your uh one year anniversary, I know we've talked about doing an event together. Uh, on June eleventh, mark that date. We're looking to, you know, have some fun over in EGAD uh, and bring out some uh some skate ramps, uh, some music, some vendors, and basically just have a great day of uh, punk rock, vendors, skating, and uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to say about that?
1: Just It's, it's cool because you know, we can get people involved in kind of our lifestyle and some of the stuff we like to do um, as far as the vendors go, the music, the skateboarding. It's going to be a little bit different than your typical... Pottery and stuff like that. You know, right. it's going to be more skateboarding, <laughs> surfing involved, clothing, um, custom stuff from that people make, and just um, trying to keep our friends involved in everything and expose them. Right, is kind of what I'm. You know. No, I, and
0: and you're right about that. It's you know, there's. I'm going to go off on a. <laughs> on a <laughs> cap- on a capitalist tangent here <laughs> but you, <laughs> you know what you know a lot of what you know we do and what the history of punk rock and hardcore has been uh and, you know it can be taken and turned into a product and you can see that happen in you know places in the mall and all these different things uh this is going to be a representation of you know, actually meeting the community, actually talking to individuals that are a part of it uh, rather than, you know, just pretending, you know, um, for lack of a better word. Uh, And and that doesn't mean that, you know, you be you, (laughs) pretend (laughs) if you want to, you know, but if you're, you know, you're interested in skating, you're interested in punk rock, hardcore, and actually, you know, learning about the culture, you know, this would be a good opportunity um, because it is a culture and it's something that we really, you know, feel strongly about. Uh, and which brings me to your band. You know, uh, you've been in Cold Side for a long time. Uh, when I met you, it was called Stronger Than Hate. Yep. Uh, and and there's uh, some different lineups there. Uh, and, but you know, we talked about the history a little bit. Let's go through. You know, we never really mentioned, and other than Crypt Daddies, I know you've been in.
1: What are the bands that you've been in with Tony? Um, God, it's a uh, Point of Anger was actually our first band which was around 92 93 mm-hmm. um and then we it was cold side after that yeah pretty much awesome yeah. i remember sitting in your
0: guys uh uh storage unit with your old singer tony came out and i forget the guy that came out but you guys were doing like a three vocal thing and i saw that guy at traditionals the other day and we, we remembered that night and um uh, That was a great night, and I think that's kind of one of the points that Tony started to reconnect with you guys and started to come back to Cold Side. But uh, um, now when Cold Side started with Tony, you also had a second singer,
1: right? And, yeah, it was uh, Opie DeFore from Maine was singing for us on. He came to Europe with us the first time, and then he did two LPs with us. Yeah. And then he ended up moving back, and we just went with a single vocalist. Yeah, and it's worked out, uh, and, you know. It's easier uh, to travel that way, too. Just easier to travel. I've noticed that
0: you've, you know, as of recently, or the last album, have kind of gotten a little more into the punk rock roots of what you guys are doing. Uh, we're going to uh, check out a uh, video pretty soon here of uh, Tony and Opie, uh, one of their songs. Um, but you will also going to see that there are some cameos in this, uh, in this uh, video. And they're pretty important cameos Um, how did you get connected with some of these legends of hardcore
1: Um, I mean I've been in the scene for a long time and just I meeting people at shows I always went on my way to meet people and try to get the connections I need from my bands too Mm -hmm. Um, we got Roger Murray he's the godfather of hardcore uh, from agnostic front New York City He's a really good friend of mine. Oh, I've been tight with him for years. His little brother, Freddie Madball, which is another huge pillar in the New York hardcore scene, probably one of the biggest bands now. Um, I became friends with both of them over the years, just like I said, just networking and uh, putting on shows with each other. And uh, Roger's actually actually the guy who brought our band to Europe for the first time and kind of got us set up on the label and everything how was that first tour in europe like was that new for a lot of uh you guys
0: i know some of you guys have been touring for that was
1: me and alan had already been to europe before that previously Mm -hmm. and i believe 2001 uh, with another band we play with but that tour was a 30-day tour and uh it was pretty amazing man yeah it was really cool we lived on a double-decker tour bus for 30 days us an agnostic front and it it was super cool
0: yeah Yeah. yeah I imagine that's a bit of a, an education also, you know, traveling with yeah. some people that have been doing it for, you know, 30, 40 years, you know. Yeah. Uh that's great. Uh, anything that without
1: incriminating you guys self that you can tell about <laughs> the tour
0: any fun stories?
1: Uh I mean, it's just a lot of um a lot of late nights, mm-hmm. a lot of partying. Um it's not all cracked up to what everybody thinks it is, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're motley Tour. crew of guns and roses something like that right these tours are a little bit different they're more work we focus on the shows more it's not everybody just getting hammered and partying it's you know which we do we do party a little bit but it's uh it, we more try to focus on the work and getting our name out there and uh, we wanted to get cold side known and just play good shows um you know well you've done that um
0: has has being in that community, has that helped you to make the connections to bring some
1: of those bands here? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there. Oh, Melbourne is w- w- with having Orlando around the corner. It was kind of hard. Everybody bypassed Melbourne, right. and I kind of talked some of these bands in to say, "Hey, you know, give Melbourne a chance. Mm-hmm. We're, we're centrally located. We have the Daytona kids, the Vero kids, Fort Pierce. Orlando will come here." We're and we got you know, the beach right. and, and, go and, and hang out at the exactly. beach and they started playing here mm-hmm. and they loved it and every show pretty much sold out I did it um, either Debauchery or Iron Oak Post wherever, mm-hmm. wherever we did them mm-hmm. but, yeah. um, and the beach they Yeah, they <laughs> love
2: yeah. And, and those are great venues you know yes. we, we, mean, we do have some small intimate venues which for some of these guys you know they don't need another arena they don't need another big auditorium you know right. they want want to see their fans right in front of them melbourne's just small and they they just got used to going to orlando because orlando's bigger and they're like melbourne uh,"
1: and once they got here they're like wow this is a great scene you guys have yeah well a couple things there and i
0: mean you've you've uh traveled around florida and done shows but a lot of the locals you know 430 and stuff when i talk to them about you know where they're touring and you know people come to the show (laughs) and you know they love coming here you know they they understand the the history and the enthusiasm that Melbourne has for punk rock and hardcore. Um, And it's not like that everywhere. Every, you know, a lot of other places it's, we're doing a show. Okay. We're going to the punk rock show, but here there's a level of, you know, punk rock ownership, you know, uh, as opposed to just going to the show in another town. Uh, and, And these local, you know, other local traveling bands, they tell me about that. And it's interesting to hear them talk about that because when you live here, you almost don't realize it because this is just our life. This is just, you know, where we hang out. Um, But hearing other bands talking about coming here um, because they know that they're going to have a level of family and community rather than just being at the show is pretty interesting. Um, I would say uh, you know a big shout out to Carlos Santana yeah yeah you know for helping out with a lot of that Uh, Josh uh, Hudak you know these guys are you know booking shows putting together shows Josh just had uh, um, Reverend Horton Heat play here not long ago that was a great show great show Uh, Carlos has Weed Eater coming which is a stoner rock band nice which uh, shameless plug 60 Foot Giant will be opening for yeah yeah Um, (laughs) so get your ticket for that yeah but there you know it's it's interesting to hear other uh, bands that are traveling want to come here. Uh, and and that's just developing our growth. We uh we have a pretty good venue. I know not everyone knows about it, but you've seen the plans a bit. We got a good venue going into Eget soon, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know how much we can talk yeah, about no, it, I'm but it's to, yeah. it's definitely going to be rad. Yeah. Um it's going
2: to be a big venue. I think they're going to bring national acts. It's going Well, gonna well pl- that, that was a plan. Like multiple kind mm-hmm. of spaces with one big central uh entertainment um kind of uh concept right surrounded by other concepts yes yeah yeah i know so that's uh very good for melbourne Mm -hmm. no no extremely exciting extremely exciting so and 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 that's not too that's like walking distance from from your place correct yeah so that's gonna be um it's i mean trust me that that whole corner is gonna blow up i can't wait that's the plan yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting to see what's happening over
0: at egad because uh, it's a balance of growth and and, and economics right. with the artists and guys like you, Derek. You know they're trying to keep the area, you know, to a point, an art district, right. um, while embracing the new money, the new economy. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do, because mm-hmm. uh, you know money wants money you know they're they're as long as they can make money they're making money right Uh, and and it's good to see that they're wanting to connect with the community a bit but it is you know a big part of harbor city local and what you guys do and uh is to hold them accountable for our own you know culture here right um awesome there was something else i was going to say but i forgot it Uh, and so we'll go into this video uh, and this is going to be
1: you want to introduce this video yeah which which one are we doing it's outcast the, uh, thugs and outside. yeah so this is actually the title track on one of our records uh came out a while back featuring uh roger from agnostic front freddie madball from madball um something we collaborated with on them we brought them into the studio in melbourne uh zone productions with mark brazel did the recordings on this one um
2: and i don't know, pretty much goes from me check it out you'll notice a lot of local spots in here all right, let's see if we could load it and see if it'll behave here real quick. And I'll turn on... All the
0: outcast!
2: There we dogs, go. all the kids on the outside look at it, dedicated to the the ones from For the the
0: all the kids on the outside it, to the angry what is the
2: I counted, like, five vocalists. (laughs) It seemed like everybody had a vocal part on that track.
1: Well, talking about those cameos, uh, who who were those cameos again? So Roger Murray from Agnostic Front and uh, Freddie Madball from Madball. Yeah. Um, Those of you that don't know,
0: that's uh, that's big. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you you watch these videos, and uh, if you've never been a part of or heard anything from hardcore, uh, you're probably going – (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about right, that. Right. Um, but you're missing the message. Yeah. Uh, and with anything, whether it's punk rock, whether it's hardcore, whether it's blues, whether it's uh, hip hop, you know, there's a level of uh, knuckleheads involved, and there's a level of you know reality involved, and there's a level of honesty involved, and uh, you know you can really zone in on what you're interested in. Mm. Uh, and, you know, this song. You know, outcast thugs, and outsiders, if you're, if you're listening, it's talking about those that aren't being represented and, you know, that they're, they're going to be represented whether you'll let them or not. Um, and I don't know what's more American than that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's, I'm a, I grew up on blues. I grew up on uh, a lot of Chicago blues. I'm from North Chicago. Um, and to me, it's a lot of the same message. It's just in a way that speaks to me and that I believe in. Um, just like like I said, everything has a level of honesty and everything has a level of uh, knucklehead to it, uh, and so you can you know choose where you're at in those systems. Um, me getting into punk rock, you know, I grew up with uh, some older friends and my older brother. You know Charlie, yeah, uh, yeah. that uh, you know big metal guys, big thrash guys. I uh, grew up on a lot of thrash, and I was starting to get into punk rock. And um, my brother would uh, bring home tapes, and he'd be like, "Here, you're, you're you'll be into this. You'll be into this," because he knew what I was getting into. And he would throw me. You know, I remember when he threw me a Fear tape, and then he threw me a Minor Threat tape, and then you know, and I'm just this little kid, you know, figuring out what it is. And understanding that, no, this is this is it. This is you know, where I'm at. Um, and that's kind of broken into everything that I've done, you know, levels of integrity, brought it into what I want to do personally with education. You know, uh, it's a big stand behind what Harbor City Local is and why it's important for us to do all these different community you know, things together Uh, because otherwise someone else is going to take it and someone else is going to promote it and it might be in a way that is not really focused on community or art or what you know we're all about here from punk rock to the king center (laughs) with you know uh, and what we're doing here in melbourne um especially as we're growing we're growing ridiculously um so i'm going off on a rant here because it's what i do um (laughs) But how how'd you get into punk rock?
1: Um I pretty much got into skateboarding and punk rock, um I'd say about eighty two, eighty three and I'm just looking what I I'd go to the record stores in downtown Providence and start digging through records and stuff, a lot of rock and uh I stumbled upon the hardcore and punk section and started looking through the record covers and I was just in awe from the artwork <laughs> mm-hmm. on these record covers and I was like, Man, I just I bought fresh fruit for rotten vegetables. Nice. Dead Kenny's was my first record. Nice. Nice. Um I remember I went home to my cousin's house, and he goes, you, you're not playing that in my room. <laughs> I going in Melissa's room, which is my other cousin. He said, you can play it in there. I remember putting the record on, and I'm listening to it, and I, I go in back in his room. I said, man, PJ, what, something's wrong with this record. What, what's going on with this? And he came and he goes, what's the matter? I said, what, why is it so fast? Is it, is it on the right speed? And he right. just sitting there laughing at me. I, was, <laughs> I told you not to buy that. Nice. And it's just, uh, you know, whatever. But from there on, I just, uh, I loved it i loved the fastness of it the message and just being a part of that group getting into that is um it's unlike any other Mm -hmm. we accepted pretty much anybody any kind of Mm outcasts anybody who felt like they weren't part of the jock scene or the preppy scene or whatever they we took them in Mm -hmm. and made them feel like they had a home with us Mm -hmm. and we created our own thing you know nobody ever uh we were never in the limelight we were always the underdogs and that's what kind of we liked about it. and that's kind of what kept me involved and what got me into it
0: and that's why I keep bringing up things like blues and stuff uh, because it's a very similar idea of you know outcast music uh, hip hop is outcast music that's where it started uh, and, and now these are multi-million dollar selling you know uh, artists same thing with the punk you know in the late 90s early 2000s you know the pop punk r- blew up yeah, and while there's you know plenty, you know at this table that don't identify with a lot of that music, um, it did bring it to a lot of different people and open the doors for you know some some people to market differently, uh, and it's also I think allowed some of these bands that have that are old like you know like field day right and you know to still be relevant and still be able to play right now while they're relevant in you know our minds you know they still need to come and play the show and make the money and you know do the tour it, uh,
1: it's good to see like you're saying on field day the older bands too it's good that these younger kids can see these older bands mm-hmm. still play and see where the stuff started at right and it just didn't start with all these other right you know, mtv all that that whole and that's just that, that's it's, it's all good and everything but that's a whole image like this stuff started like way underground we had none of that stuff growing yeah. but it's nice to see the kids can see all these older bands now and you know and and you're right and it's funny if you listen to
0: some of the old you know i'm going to go off another tangent here uh some of the old uh records and uh, like one of my Tapes it, when I had a car that had a tape, one of the only <laughs> tapes I had was Dead Kennedy's Frank and christ
1: Great and album.
0: And that would just, I would just listen to that over and over. I had Minor Threat over and over. Um, but one of the songs on Frank and christ is MTV Get Off the Air. And uh, it was almost, you know, prophetic listening to that song. And how the disservice that MTV was doing to themselves, and ultimately destroyed themselves. I think, you know, even though they're still multi-million dollar, you know, billion-dollar industry, right. um, there's no music happening there. Um, so a lot of these bands were, you know, they had levels of revel- relevance to, you know, politics, and and then you, and then you had those that were just wanted to come out and either make you think, or really make you not think, you know, really just make you want to, uh, have fun and get in the pit and just, you know, Murphy's law is one of those bands. Yeah. I love Murphy's law, but they just want to party. That's all they want to do. Yeah. And it's great. Um, I know th- you know there's people that are G. G. Allen fans. Oh wow. Well. Um you that's, know, a, that's a name drop. You know, I've I've don't, never don't, actually... don't look him up though. Don't watch any of his videos. Well and, and that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I know he's iconic and I've never really been a G G Allen fan. Um you know, Rob's known me for a long time. You know, I'm a pretty clean character. Um <laughs> uh, so the you know, th- th- that guy didn't speak to me, but he's he's a part of the you know, the the spectrum. Um uh, so, yeah, getting off the, on that ramp, yeah, the, the far spectrum, the far yeah, spectrum yeah, definitely. C- c- cut,
2: but, cut himself <laughs> on stage spectrum
0: but just like you can go into any right. punk show or even metal show right. uh, you 're going to see Ramones t shirts you 're going to right. see g g allen t shirts, and whether they actually listen to them or not you 're going to see it, so there 's a level of you know icon to those you know personas
1: mm. um, <laughs> uh, and Ramon's especially. Um, but I mean, yeah you can buy that stuff anywhere now that's yeah it's a, it's more of a trend than anything else you know
2: kids see that name and they're like oh i'm gonna buy that shirt you know I, well I, same I, thing just, with uh cbgb shirts you know 100 you know there's people wearing them like yeah. there's no gift shop that that thing's been closed for a while yeah. now you know it's like but it's again it's a, it's an icon right you know, if right. you're if you're gonna do new york hardcore you gotta wear cbg right. you know yeah. <laughs> you just have to do it
0: and you know i don't want to move into an you know too much of an elitist type situation no, but it's no. just understanding it's know, history it's history Yeah, you have yeah. to understand like
2: um, the roots yeah uh, <laughs> any comments jesse no i'm i'm just you know i kind of fell into you know similar uh you know listen to Rob's story mm-hmm. uh with the punk scene i mean I, I had a punk band in high school you know i think most of us probably probably did if you if you're still in a band today um miss it you know i mean we we had the we had the best times you Mm -hmm. know i mean and and it was it was loading up the van and and going to you know either a private party you know or or some making no money Mm-hmm. No, no, there, no, there, no, there was there was never any <laughs> that money. Was still fun, and yeah. and and you know there was borrowing drums from other bands, yep. you know, or a back line, you know. So we'd all get together and one, you know, we use one, ba- you know, one PA system, and and sometimes yeah, we'd we'd use you know bum gu- you know guitar amps and everything. We were a bunch of kids, you know. Right. We, we had minimal resources, you know. We we're trying to rub two nickels together, and um, but it was it was a, it was all of it. It was a skateboarding, you know, and then. Skateboarding and then going to a punk show, still sweaty and gross from mm-hmm. from skating earlier, and and uh, and then moshing, and then maybe doing like another skate session after the, you know, um, and then that scene. And, and of course, South Florida was entirely different. I mean, we had a really vibrant, um, vibrant uh, scene. Uh, all kinds of like you know acts would would come through down there. Um, so we were blessed mm-hmm. coming up here, like you, like both of you. You know, we all kind of migrated from other big. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, markets, and we come to this area. And for me, in '95, when I when I arrived, it was um, you know new school dropouts, Scooby Doo's, yeah. mm-hmm. you know some of those guys that Scoobies that were, that, good, that, man. That we were hanging yeah. out. Yeah, so so for me, it was it was uh, again a similar story, you know, coming from somewhere else, mm-hmm. but finding that love uh, for for punk, um, and and you know picking up a guitar for the first time and starting a band and all that excitement. You know, it was. Um, Reliving it and and especially <laughs> passing it on to the to the younger generation. Yeah. I love that you have reissue skateboards there. Like I can see my Mike McGill's and someone <laughs> yeah. else Powell, you know stuff and and I, you know I, I was skating Foundation and New Deal, you know all yep. all throughout you know growing up and and I'd love to see those retro boards you know reprinted. It's like it's nostalgic, you know. I walk yeah. into the skate shop right. and anyway. So I I really appreciate everything you're you're bringing to to our area and um and 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 keeping it relevant, you know, keeping our music our kind of heritage you know that counterculture that i think we explored went mainstream now it's kind of going back to like that sub culture you know right it's ours you
1: can't tell us what to do nobody can that's right right. we run our own scene that's a good thing
2: and and, you know and we we saw like epitaph and you know take like that punk resurgence in the 90s and kind of mainstream you know mainstream it out you know yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but it was like but it wasn't like your your far out or lookout or some of those other you right. know, smaller you know labels. I like you know, lookout. So, lookout, was oh, good so movie. good. Yeah. And so na- so you know the epitaph came through and then did like mm-hmm. Punkorama and some other. F- yep, great yeah. compilations, <laughs> though, man. Yeah, I mean, those. great <laughs> artists. Yeah, but it was just like Punkorama. Like I'm not gonna carry that CD. Like right. you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a true hardcore guy. You know, no, like right. I'm, I'm not doing it anyway. Um, no, it's just it's just been great seeing the, the parallels because I think you know a lot of us have uh, similar stories and backgrounds and and in and, and keeping that, that scene alive, you yeah. know. I mean I'm, I'm not walking around with spiked hair and, and certainly not right, you know right. not donning a, a mohawk or studded, <laughs> you know, shoes and boots anymore. If I could but, grow it, I'd still have you know. right. I'm with you on that <laughs> one, Steve. Yeah. Me too, yeah. bro. If I could grow it. Well yeah. yeah. maybe we need to start that <laughs> take off our hats, grow whatever we can, yeah, yeah, Just spike yeah. it up. Um, um no but yeah that's that's all the input I have. It's yeah. just it's like memory lane. You know? I do
0: remember so, you know, in the punk rock, but I remember me and Charlie were walking through a flea market in North Chicago. And he's going through this, the CDs, and he pulls up a Sick of It All CD. Nice. And uh, he had heard of them. I yeah. hadn't heard of them. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, and he bought that. And we listened to that probably for the next week just straight. Yeah. And that's when, OK, this band is fucking great. Hmm. And then uh, a buddy of mine goes, well, if you like that, you'll like this. And that's when I got Ball of Destruction. Oh, man, that record's so good. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's what kind of led me into that side, uh, you know, instead of just, you know, s- certain levels of punk rock into the hardcore.
1: Um, and Sick of It All brings it. Uh, every yeah. time. They bring it to this day. Every yeah. time. They are. Craig yeah. Sitar is a good friend of mine, the mm-hmm. bass player. Um, those guys are like one of the hardest working bands in the hardcore scene, yeah. too.
0: And and they play with really anyone, um, which is great. Uh, you know, I've seen them play with a lot of different bands from Dropkick Murphy's.
1: Uh, to like rise against Um, face to face less than Jake and they're always Mm. trying to bring the younger guys in and Mm -hmm. give them a chance to just like agnostic front does for bands Mm -hmm. you know the guys who aren't on labels and stuff they search them out and bring them on tour right
0: right I see him posting about that you know too they're they're very community minded yes um which is great and uh, did did the hardcore and the punk kind of come at the same time with you
1: or did you get into what what brought you into the hardcore i got more into the the punk scene but back then it was the punk had already been kind of old mm-hmm. by the time i got into it and the hardcore scene was already in place mm-hmm. um it's weird how they they split up bands back then like I don't consider de- a lot of people consider Dead Kennedys being hardcore. Mm-hmm. They're punk to me. I agree. They're not a hardcore yeah. band, right? Yeah. You know, hardcore is Slapshot, shot, Madball, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, it was definitely uh, I got into punk first. Yeah. Just uh, now, it,
0: I mean, there are levels of people that you know will look at a Dead Kennedys like hardcore, or they'll look at Bad Brains as like a you know hardcore band. Well, Bad Brains um, is hardcore, and and that's yeah, kind of yeah. where <laughs> I'm at. <laughs> they here. started yeah. you know, as punk right. originally, yeah. but
1: they they did develop into a hardcore band. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, you brought up a good point of you know being inclusive, because on the local level, uh, for a band like mine, uh, we you know we kind of have our own sound. Easy Uzis has their own sound. Uh, you know, they're they can definitely be called the rock band. We you know we've been labeled metal or stoner metal and stuff like that. But there's not a lot of that you know in Florida, at least not in Melbourne. Um, but we play a ton of punk shows. And that's because the punks,
1: you know, they just want to play. They, wanna, they just want to have fun. Um, it's fun to mix things up, too, mm-hmm. instead of just watching the same five type of bands play mm-hmm. in a row, which is, is okay, but it's nice to see different, you know. I
0: am like, under the, you know, if it's a metal b- show, an alternative show, it doesn't matter what the show is. You put a punk opener on that show, and it gets it going. Yeah, I mean, the you know?
1: festivals I play in Europe, it's not just punk and mm-hmm. hardcore. Right. It's punk, metal, hardcore, funk. there's some jazz bands there's uh rock i mean there's hip-hop right it's it's all mixed you know it's not just one type of music and and you can see
0: that in certain bands like fishbone is a you know they're a jazz punk hip-hop
1: band they were a big staple in the punk community Mm -hmm. for a long time yeah Yeah, Yeah, i saw them
2: last with with uh another english band english beat english beat oh yeah yeah Yeah, i was
0: there That was great. They're they're one of my favorites good live. Yeah. Uh, go go Bordello's coming up. They're another one of my favorite oh, live. Fun. You know, kind of a gypsy punk thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Fishbone. I saw them at uh, uh, Sports Page, and Rocky from Suicidal Tendencies was playing guitar with them. Oh nice! Oh, fun. It, it, was, it was OG it, man. Yeah. Man, it that was great. Yeah. That yeah. is Suicidal's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. yeah. Now, are they punk or hardcore? Uh, I mean, they're yeah, L.A. thrash. I know, core, yeah, you know, it's like, like a different suicidal? genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: They, that album is, that, that's just that's a hardcore. That first record, hardcore. just. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it I is. Mean, no, you're right. I, I still listen to that record to this day. I do day. too. Yeah, My Mike favorite. Murr on
2: vocals. I mean, you know, and 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 then I followed them to what Perpetual Groove or some, something. Oh, Infectious Grooves. Infectious yeah. Grooves. Yeah, that was a Who's, good album.
0: So the bassist of Suicidal and Infectious Grooves is now the bassist of Metallica. And right. uh, He has been for a while. Yep. Um, so we're not talking about, you know, just a bunch of, you know, juveniles playing some music here. You know, we're talking, you know. Metallica, Established musicians. Metallica yeah. has an album in the Smithsonian. You know, Master right. of Puppets is in the Smithsonian.
1: And they grew up on punk and hardcore. 100%. Yep. always supported. They actually brought a Agnostic Front to mm-hmm. one of uh, Kirk Hammett's personal shows in San Francisco. That he invited oh, cool. them to play on that bill. Right. Which is cool. very cool for those guys. Yeah.
0: And you see, I think Agnostic Front's playing um, Rockville this year. Yes,
1: and, and
2: Sick of It All. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. And Z- Jane's Addiction. Right, <laughs> I, I, I gotta <laughs> and, go. And Fighters. Ooh, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah, gotta go, go. I gotta go. It's James, gonna be James epic. It is Rockville. Man, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, But don't miss out on those, you know, types of things uh, going on there. Uh, get a lesson again. I'm an education character, you know, so I'm always interested in the backstory, interested in, you know, why we do the things we do, um, and. You know, punk rock has a, a large culture of why we do the things we do. Um, it's easy to go to Hot Topic and, you know, say that you're a part of it. Just
2: grab a shirt off the rack. Right. <laughs> um,
0: although I did buy a minor threat shirt there once, which was kind of interesting.
1: I'm done here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> uh,
0: what, no tour dates?
2: No, right. it's not a real shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, so, you know, good talk on punk rock today. Uh, and There is a lot coming up. On uh, June 11th, put that in your calendar. We're gonna have some fun in Egad. Uh, and there's a lot of different uh, small fests going on around Florida. Uh, and there's uh, the Punk Rock Flea Market in uh, Fort Pierce happens regularly. His next one's gonna be a metal one. Sanford's having a punk fest. Lakeland's having a punk fest.
2: Ooh, I'm have to go uh, to Sanford one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Sanford's a fun scene.
0: Um, at some point, I'd love to see all these kind of connect. Right, and maybe we can create a little, a little mini tour, then a mini tour yeah. between all these. I think that would be pretty amazing,
2: especially if we could make uh, maybe align with like Grind for Life. You know, Mike Rogers. Yeah, Mike's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, yep, he's yep. got a big old. I mean, his 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 Grind for Life series is now like growing to like he eight does a parks, lot for the ten parks. Skateboarding. Yeah, yep. yeah, ends up in Tampa, which also has a pretty good scene. So, right. I mean, if you align just with a couple of his dates, so they were the just skateboarding. In Tampa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skate no, park you're right. That's
0: actually a good. Thank, well, anything, thank you. Anything
2: yeah. could happen here on uh, Harbor City Live TV, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and tonight
0: uh, in Harbor City, I mean, you guys might not see this in time, but uh, we're going to do a fundraiser. The Space Coast Young Professionals with the Chamber of Commerce is throwing Harbor City Local a yep, fundraiser. Yep, Melbourne Regional Chamber yep. at Intracoastal. Yep, that's yep, going to be fun. We'll, nice. be, we'll have information. Be oh, yeah. uh, we'll be selling local compilations. Uh, and we're also looking for bands for no, Volume 4 coming out this year. Uh, So we have three volumes of all local music that we've put on CDs. And uh, you can come and check out what Brevard has to offer uh, by purchasing those CDs. Uh, You can also find most of them on Amazon. And all that money does go back to charity. Uh, And We have made some pretty strong partnerships in the last couple weeks where you're going to be seeing more information on what we're doing with Wickham Road Music. And, uh, and how we have our scholarship program coming out pretty soon uh, to help kids that can't afford lessons get lessons. Uh, you'll see Groove Shack tonight at the at the event, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about not being afraid to you know join a join a punk band and go and do something. You know, Groove Shack's kind of you know leading that a little bit around here with you know more typical rock, but at least it's you know in a good direction. Um, yeah, so come out to any Harbor City local event, say what's up. I got a whole pocket of high fives and hugs for you <laughs> uh, everything goes back to the charity we've talked with the king center about doing uh, an event in 2023 uh, and we have our space coast music festival in uh, this november uh, we'll be putting out some more information on vendors and musicians for that Uh, And and then we're also talking with Iron Oak and doing something uh, kind of a resurgence of the Iron Fest that Carlos Santana used to do. Uh, We're going to do that uh, in January. So starting 2023, you're going to see four uh, Harbor City local festivals per year uh, as major events. So we'll have uh, basically Iron Fest, a King Fest with the King Center, a 518 Fest, and then um, the Space Coast Music Festival. Uh, We're also looking for other uh, community partnerships. uh, So we we will have some other stuff, but those will be the the four major things each year. And again, uh, most of what we do does go to charity. Uh, We're also looking at some um, educational opportunities coming up for a Harbor City school. Uh, We're creating some partnerships there too to help at-risk kids uh, that might not be focused on college immediately come out of high school with a, uh, a career direction, a culture, and some sort of art, and help them learn how to learn. Because a lot of those fall through the crack type kids, are they just don't know how to learn. They've never really been taught how to be a part of an education system. The system has kind of failed them. Uh, and so we're hoping to kind of build that up a little bit. Uh, and hit us up on our socials. Uh, and We have our uh, Harbor City... Uh, Instagram, our Harbor City Facebook, we have our YouTube where you're going to be seeing this and if you have something interesting you want to put out uh, and let's get it recorded let's get it made into a something that we can put on our YouTube channel uh, we already have uh, an interesting piece put together by Jesse McMinn called Western Psychedelic uh, we're looking to get some skate vid out real soon uh, and and but we're looking for really uh if you have something interesting that you want to put out if you want to put together a community segment uh let harbor city local help and we'll get it on the youtube channel um, but really that's i think about all we got for today yeah you just and want to
2: introduce a outgoing track after well maybe rob uh, closing remarks little rob more? just or, want
1: to say thank you guys yeah. for having me on the show steve and uh just support local Stay away from Amazon and the malls. That's right. Keep us alive. (laughs) That's what's going to keep this community going here.
0: Amen. 100%. Uh, So, uh, to to finish up here, we do have a track from the uh, Harbor City Volume 1 compilation by uh, Best Supporting Actor. This song is called Dex. It reminds me a lot of Old School Green Day. That's why I grabbed it.
2: Until next time. Thank you, guys. Mm Yeah.